Good morning. When I woke up this morning, I was looking at the TV to see all the churches were, were canceled. I guess I didn't see ours come up, you know. <laughs> I noticed, though, that there weren't any Catholic churches that were canceled, any Catholic masses. And I was thinking to myself, is it Catholic guilt? Nah, that's all gone. Uh, I was thinking, no, it's just because we're a little bit more hillbilly. That's why we, uh, we're tough, you know, we come to Mass. Uh, I know this guy who, a number of years ago, started this ministry for men. It was a ministry to, to help men to become better Christian men. And, and it was born out of a conversation that took place really a long time earlier when he was newly married and he was hanging out with a friend who happened to be a priest. They went out to a bar, had a couple beers, and, and before they left, his priest friend turned to him and said, Hey, Tim, I know you love your wife, but when's the last time you took holy water and blessed your apartment? Tim kind of was taken back. He's like, uh, am I supposed to do that? <laughs> He's like, well, you love your wife, right? He's like, yeah, you know I love my wife. You did, the, you did the wedding. And he's like, well, I know you love your wife. When's the last time you prayed over her? What's that? Well, you just sit next to her and put your hand on her shoulder and you say a blessing of prayer for her. Oh, uh, I've never done that. But you love your wife. Yeah, yeah, I love my wife. He says, look, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I know, I know you well. I know that you'd be willing to sacrifice your physical life for your friends, for your family, especially for your wife. But uh, now that you're in this marriage, you, your concern is also her spiritual well-being as well as hers for you. And part of the job is that you protect each other with your spiritual life, with your prayers. And um, I want you to really consider that and think about that. Tim was a very thoughtful man, and so that night he brought home some holy water that he got from Father to bless the apartment. Now, Tim was a man's man, you know, construction, and yet he was really chicken because he's never really lived out this role as a spiritual protector in his family. He never saw it modeled for him, and he was probably embarrassed by it a little bit, wondering if he'll do it wrong or something. So since he was a little chicken, he had to wait till his wife was in bed and asleep before he would bless his apartment. So she goes to bed, and he goes around, and he loosens the cap, and he's sprinkling the holy water around the apartment. And for those, just as a reminder of what we understand holy water, holy water is not magic water. Holy water is just regular water that's been blessed to be set aside to be a reminder that we have been baptized in Christ. And as Catholics, we like material things because they, they become in themselves kind of like a, an expression of prayer of our heart. So he went around blessing his apartment, and he had one more room left, the bedroom. So he opens up the door, and there's his beautiful bride sleeping on her pillow. And, you know, he looks at her, and he, he kind of shrugged his shoulders and loosened up the cap a little bit more, and he sprinkled. And the cap flew off, the water gushed out, and hit her right in the face. She wakes up, perches out of bed, and she's, she's disoriented. She doesn't know what's going on. She sees her husband near the door with his bottle, and she said, what, 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 what's happening? And he said, uh, uh, nothing. Go back to bed. So she goes back to bed. Now, as I mentioned, Tim was a bit of a chicken. He could have fessed up in the morning, but he thought, no, I'm just going to play cool with this thing. I'm not going to say anything. They're eating their breakfast, and she says, honey, I had the weirdest dream. I had this dream that you were blessing the apartment with holy water. And he kind of looked at his food, and he kind of nodded with his head, yeah, I did that. She kind of was thinking about it. Years passed, and he still doesn't have the courage to pray with her. He's able to do it with his kids, to bless them, to you know, tuck them in at night and bless them on their way off to school, but he just couldn't do it for his wife. And, 
And there's probably a lot of reasons for him, but he just couldn't do it. One day, she comes back from one of those terrible days, we've all had them, where you feel crushed, you feel like you're a failure, you've, the, the sky is falling, it's just terrible. She was deflating. She comes in the door, and she sits on the couch, and she kind of crumples down. And she, he sees her. And at this point, he's moved with affection for her, and he's moved with courage, so he sits right next to her. He puts his arm around her shoulder, he put his other hand on her other shoulder, and he began to pray. He said, Heavenly Father, please bless my wife. She's had a rough day. Give her peace and help her to know it's going to be okay. That's all he said, something like that. And as he was praying, he felt all the tension of her body, all the anxiety in her face just melt away. The first time in his life, he's been married for many years, he realized the authority that Jesus gave him. Jesus authorized him to, to be, be the one who releases graces into the world. And if he didn't pray with her at that moment, she wouldn't have received those graces. And I mention that because in today's gospel passage, we hear about the authority of Christ. Rabbis would always re rely upon the one who had true authority. That's Moses. So they might say, you know, my teacher said, and his teacher said, and his teacher said, and go all the way back to Moses. Because Moses was the one, as we heard about in the first reading, who would walk with God and talk with God and was a friend of God. On Mount Horeb, God spoke to his people. They all freaked out, and they said, we don't want that anymore. You, Moses, you go talk to him. That, that's going to kill us if we see him or hear him anymore. And so Moses goes out to, to talk with the Lord. And, and so we're, we're told that, uh, that, that the true authority is the Torah, the instruction. This is the highest level. This is what God gave to Moses to give to the people. And yet when Jesus was teaching, he wasn't relying upon the authority of Moses. He was relying upon the authority of himself as the son of God, the son of man. And you remember him saying, he would say like stuff like, you've heard that it was said. He's referring to the Torah, the highest revelation, the highest authority of teaching. But I say, so he's even elevating even higher than the Torah. You heard that it was says, but I say. So people recognize this. He wasn't like a typical scribe who would say, well, so-and-so said, and so-and-so said, and so-and-so said. He just said, this is how it is. His authority also came across by the wisdom that came out of his mouth. It was so, it so penetrated the heart that when people heard it, they just like, ah, this is truth. And so his wisdom was authority. Now, because the Lord knew that even though he, he spoke these, these, this great wisdom that penetrated the heart, there would be people who wouldn't believe. So he had to back it up by power. This demoniac, this person possessed by a demon, comes into the synagogue. The demon starts to speak and says, what do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come here to destroy us? There's more than one demon. I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus simply rebukes him. Quiet, come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsed the guy, and he comes out with a loud cry, and everyone sees this. The person is freed from this demon. Because the Lord was a man with true authority. He's the God. He could release this guy from his demon and express the power there. Tim, who I mentioned earlier, was, a, was in the same situation where Jesus and his spirit of God was in him. He realized his authority and he got to see the power of God released upon his wife. This is a very important lesson for each one of us to understand that we have been authorized. We've been authorized. And one of the basic skills, and we've talked about it in the past, 
is the skill of being able to pray with other people because if we don't, certain blessings will not come about in the world. If you think about like a carpenter, I'm not a carpenter. I know there's a number of you who know how to work with your hands. Maybe you're, you work on engines or whatever. There are certain skills that you need to have if you're going to be a carpenter. You need to know how to measure things, to use a hammer and a saw and probably some other things. And if you don't know how to use, have those skills, if you don't develop those skills, well, you're just going to make a mess of whatever you create. Uh, but if you learn how to master those skills, you'll see that beautiful things are created through your hands. The same thing holds true with Christians. If we look at the scriptures and we look at what Jesus is doing, we see that there are certain skills that he wants us to master. The one is, I mentioned already, is praying with other people, but there's, there could be six. I mean, I'm sure the list is even greater, but when I really reflect on what Jesus is doing, I see six things. The first is being able to share how Jesus has made our life better and happier with people. The second is sharing Jesus' story. The third is praying with other people. The fourth is very important, learning how to encourage people. The fifth is inviting people into our life. Maybe it's to mass, but maybe it's just simply into our home. And then the sixth is accompanying people as they go from grace to grace to grace. We help them consider new ways to receive grace in their life. If we want to be people who, who look like a Christian, these are the skills that we need to have. And I realize that many of us were never presented this before. We never had a target to aim at. Um, but if we look at scriptures, we see the Lord living this out. I have a feeling that the, the reason why many Catholics have their faith kind of fizzle out is because they don't have other Christians and Catholics around them that have these basic skills of witnessing the faith, of praying with the other people. And they're so, so important. They're so important that Father Charles and I are going to lead during Lent a series of workshops and conferences at St. Ambrose about these six different areas of how to develop them in our life. And as I mentioned, you know, we may not have had priests in the past present these to us, um, and so maybe it's not our fault, but it is our, in a certain sense, problem or our concern to learn how to develop these skills. And, and so you might consider coming during Lent as we have these conferences. Either way, we have to start today. If not, it becomes business as usual. The only way that you get good at these things is practice, just like anything. When you learn how to use a hammer, you just got to practice nailing things. Same thing holds true with these basic skills because we have been authorized and certain blessings will only come into this world if we're the ones who facilitate it. I'll leave you with one last thought. Uh, one of my close friends, him and a few other friends, recently were praying with people on the street and uh, they found this one guy they prayed over him, and they just got word back that the guy had stage four cancer, completely gone. All of his cancer is gone. And it's because these men, including my good friend, woke up and they said, I have authority. In Jesus Christ, I have been authorized to release blessings. And as a result, this guy now is healed. Imagine if it's you who gets the phone call that your prayers help a person who had cancer to be free from it. That could be your joy, too. So we thank God for his goodness. We ask him to remind us and help us and give us courage to know that we are authorized in him. He has given us authority. The spirit of God is in us and that we are the ones who can release blessings upon blessings in the world.